This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Adjusting to shipping disruptions. AFBF sets farm bill priorities and another PAGA win. Almond industry adapts new mindset for shipping challenges. Logistical challenges still linger for almond exports, the bulk of which have historically moved through the Port of Oakland. But with all of the supply chain disruptions the industry has dealt with over the past couple of years, Almond Alliance President and CEO Aubrey Betancourt says her community has adopted a new mindset that is multi-portal and multi-port. California almond growers export about 70% of their production, and for decades, 80% of that volume has moved through the Port of Oakland. But now, the industry is having to try new approaches and new locations. Earlier this year, leaders partnered with railroad companies to create an experimental pop-up agricultural terminal in the Los Angeles Long Beach Port Complex. Last week, the Alliance opened up a new partnership with the Hapag Lloyd to move almonds by rail to ports in Houston, Savannah, Norfolk, and New York and launched a nationwide agreement with other major ocean carriers. I could see a future where we ship almost 70% less out of Oakland and go elsewhere as long as we're shipping product. That's what matters, Betancourt says. She says almond exporters are still refining these new outlets and processes, but they saw record shipments of over 250 million pounds in May and June, which has never happened before in the history of almonds. Keep in mind, unfortunately, the threat of port strikes and trucker protests caused a deep slowdown for key California ports in July. In August, the pace picked back up with over 200 million pounds sent to overseas customers. USDA proposed California rail facility could aid Midwest exports. The $1.5 billion rail facility BNSF is planning to build in Southern California to reduce congestion at the Los Angeles and Long Beach ports will also likely make it easier for Midwest grain and feed exporters to get their goods onto ships, USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service says in its weekly grain transportation report. The 4,500-acre Barstow International Gateway would house a rail yard, intermodal facility, and warehouse, according to BNSF. By allowing for more efficient transfer of cargo directly between ships and rail, the Barstow International Gateway will maximize rail and distribution efficiency regionally and across the U.S. supply chain and reduce truck traffic and freeway congestion at the Los Angeles Basin and Inland Empire, said BNSF President and CEO Katie Farmer. Farm Bureau looks to boost specialty crops in Farm Bill. The American Farm Bureau Federation is out with its major priorities for the next Farm Bill. The list is notable in part because the group is lending its support to efforts by commodity groups to increase commodity program reference prices. AFBF also includes several ideas for expanding helping to specialty crop producers. Among other things, the Farm Bureau is calling for a new block grant program that would allow food banks to buy specialty crops directly from farmers. AFBF also supports creation of a termed stopgap profit loss assistance program that would compensate growers due to losses caused by increased imports. By the way, 
Farm Bureau is hosting a meeting in Kansas City that will bring together producers and processors to talk about possible reforms to federal milk marketing orders. The industry is a long way from a consensus, and it's not clear that anything concrete will come out of the meeting, especially as it's a public event. But Farm Bureau officials say the discussions will inform AFBF policy debate at the group's annual meeting in January. USDA seeks input on minority farmer aid. USDA is asking for comment on how it should design a new $2.2 billion assistance program for farmers who have been the victims of discrimination by the department. The program was authorized by the Inflation Reduction Act, which repealed an earlier loan forgiveness program that courts said was unconstitutional. Congress is giving USDA a lot of latitude in deciding who qualifies for the new program, although the discrimination must have occurred prior to January 2021 and have involved USDA lending programs. Payments under the program will be capped at $500,000 per producer. 30-day comment period begins today and ends November 14th. The IRA, quote, gives USDA important tools to help provide justice to those that have been discriminated against, according to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Another PAGA victory for now. A recent district court case offers employers more clarity in addressing a controversial California law that enables private lawsuits against employers over wage enforcement, the Private Attorneys General Pact, or PAGA. In June, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that federal law preempts PAGA. The decision meant some claims must now go through the arbitration process outside of courts. In a separate case last month, the district court ruled that non-individual PAGA claims should be dismissed once the individual PAGA claim is compelled into arbitration. That, according to Western Growers' attorney Teresa McQueen, Another pending case is at the California Supreme Court to offer further guidance to employers but could narrow the scope of the SCOTUS decision. Remember, Western Growers, joining a broad business coalition, is backing a ballot measure for the 2024 election to further reform PAGA. California Farm Bureau endorses Fiona Ma. The California Farm Bureau has announced its endorsement of State Treasurer Fiona Ma, a Democrat, in her re-election bid. To Ma, this demonstrates her fight to bridge the urban-rural divide going back to her tenure as Assembly Agriculture Chair nearly 15 years ago. Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson says Ma has shown her understanding of agriculture's vital contributions to California by protecting agricultural spaces. He noted how she fought to save Cow Palace, a historic arena bordering San Francisco with roots as a livestock pavilion. She was heavily favored to defeat her Republican opponent, Jack Guerrero, a a council member for a small city at the edge of Los Angeles County. Well, here's today's She Said It. We've had this disruption in marketplace for over a year now, and it's time to focus on marketing and trade again. That Almond Alliance president and CEO, Aubrey Betcourt. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 14th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.